This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it in. He's got it in. Taylor Siddle's got a hat trick on his birthday. Go on. Go on. Go on. Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Slips and a Gully. I am joined today by Glenn. How are Hello, you, Hello. I'm good. How are you, Aaron? I am really good. I've uh, just gone on long service leave or parental leave from work, so I've got a lot of free time on my hands at the moment, mm-hmm. in and, theory. And that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Um, I also I'm do at school holidays. I do also have to look after a baby. Yeah. That's what grandparents are for, right? So That's big right. big shout out to Dad who is looking after my son so I can come and record yeah. this episode. Yeah. Uh, I know Captain Gary, he is uh, looking after his little one who's unfortunately yeah. not well today. Well, I'm I'm looking after little ones too. I've got Scotty's dog. Oh, so it's all, all sort of together in yeah. it's a small That's world. right. All of the cast is connected in some way. <laughs> um, in yeah. this one, we thought we'd jump into the pending West Indies tour, the limited overs tour that's coming up, give our thoughts on what's happening there, um, maybe postulate on what our side will look like, and just maybe have a chat about the players who've decided that uh, maybe playing for Australia isn't as important as um, playing in the IPL that have uh, decided to not partake in this tournament and what that means for their futures and, and for the balance of the side leading into uh, the T20 World Cup. Mm. So, we, yeah, we've just, it's, a, it's a speculation episode, this one. Lots of, yep. lots of guesswork. Just lots of wild yeah, allegations. <laughs> wild allegations and uh, <laughs> planning here. So uh, we'll yeah. have a bit of fun with this. We're looking forward to when the series starts. I think it is next week, in the middle of next week sometime. Um, we'll be starting with some T20s and then move into some one-day international matches. Yeah, and it's a pretty pretty fair part of the world to go and play cricket. Yeah, I know. Caribbean. I mean, come on, man. In between, you're just, you're just experiencing the beaches and stuff. I mean, they're, they're in their summer there as well. I can think of 
definitely think of worse things to be paid to do than uh, play cricket in the Caribbean. All all year round, surely. (laughs) Right on the equator, right? (laughs) Near enough. All of that is coming up right after this. Got it! Patrick Swallowball! Beautifully bowled! Windy's tour for the Australian side coming up. As we said, it's coming up in not a lot of time. Uh, The date is July 9th in the West Indies, but that'll end up for anyone interested in watching it here in Australia. It'll be 9.30 in the morning, July 10th, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Mm. In St. Lucia is when they will uh, begin the series. Um, There will be five... That's a good time to start. Yeah, I thought that too. We don't have to be like... I don't know, you can... Go off to work and sort of check in every so often. Well, I won't be doing that. I will be yeah. in the lounge room oh, that's right. watching it because oh, yeah. I don't have to do that for the next few months. <laughs> um, so all of the games will be played at the Darren Sammy Stadium in St. Lucia. There will be July 10th, July 11th, July 13th, July 15th and July 17th, all starting at 9.30 in the morning, Yeah. Um, 7.30 p.m. the previous day. Mm. Locally, if anyone's deciding, you know what, I might uh, charter a flight out under the nose of the government and go and watch them. Highly <laughs> unlikely, but if you, you know, you've got uh, yeah some mean, means at your disposal that you can do that, that's when they will be. And like I've said, there's worse places to go and watch cricket than yeah. the Caribbean. So Still, don't do it. Just send us some money or something. We'll go in your. If you're that rich, that you can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll go and we'll go and watch it. We'll do a podcast about it. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving forward from there, so there's been a bit of a shake up. Obviously, we've mentioned it before. Um, there's a play like the original squad was selected, and then from there, there have been players that have missed out. So uh, Steve Smith was the first player to be ruled out with an elbow injury. Um, it's quite a significant one. Uh, reports have been coming out all of this week saying that Smith doesn't expect to be healthy for the World Cup and he's concentrating at the moment on rehabbing in time for the Ashes series. He hasn't ruled himself out entirely, but um, yes, he's, uh, he's, his plan is to miss the World Cup at this rate, so he's definitely missing the tour with an elbow injury. Uh, Pat Cummins, who has spent a great deal of time in, uh, in bubbles with the home summer and then the IPL, is staying home with his pregnant fiance, and David Warner is skipping the tour as again he's lived in a bubble lifestyle for yeah. the last little while, and he's spending some time at home with his children before getting into the rigors of a World Cup and then an Ashes series. Um, and then uh, Glenn Maxwell, Marcus Stoinis, and the Richardsons, Jai and Kane, have all decided to go um, back to the IPL, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, the rescheduled IPL. Yeah, so the IPL obviously was cancelled in the face of the uh, growing COVID epidemic in India. It has now been scheduled to restart and will be taking place in the UAE. Um, yeah. And another player, Daniel Sams, has ruled himself ineligible as he contracted COVID-19 and has made himself unavailable due to well-being grounds. So mm. there's, there's some pretty big outs there. So Cummins and Warner... Um, to a bigger play, Steve Smith as well, um, and then yeah, four members of the squad who would you'd think would be very close to in our starting eleven in Stoinis, Maxwell, Richardson, and or well, and the Richardsons. They'd be near enough to at least our probably top twelve players, you'd imagine. Yeah. Um, all missing out, so there's been a rejink of the squad. Have you got the squad there handy, Glenn? 
Yep, so it's uh, Aaron Finch, the captain, Ashton Agar, where's Agar, Jason Berendorf, Alex Carey, Dan Christian, Josh Hazelwood, Moses Omriggs, Mitchell Marsh, Ben McDermott, Riley Meredith, Josh Philippi, Mitchell Stark, Mitchell Swepson, Ashton Turner, Andrew Ty, Matthew Wade, Adam Zampa, and they've got two travelling reserves, Nathan Ellis and Tamvir Sanger. Will you be um, excited? I the, know. The Ellis train? Yeah, yeah. Get him in this in the side. Um, yeah. I mean, it's still pretty strong, but you would have thought that uh, Stoinis is making that. The Richardsons are, well, definitely Jai. Kane probably would. I, I just don't, I've never seen the... Uh, Appeal in that. Well, Kane's been a pretty big part of our one, well, our limited over setup for a few years, and he's been a yeah. strong performer in the BBL, so you'd imagine he'd be in that squad. So it yeah. looks like uh, Wes Agar has come in to to cover that off. Ben McDermott gets a run in the face of, I think, of um, Steve Smith coming out. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I still think it's a fairly strong squad. Um, opportunities for um, for guys like uh, Riley Meredith, who had a, a, a promising start in his over the tour in New Zealand. I, I still don't rate him yet as an international player. I think he, he, he especially in the longer formats of the game, I think he's still yeah. got issues um, just... With his economy, right? With his economy. Yeah. But it, T20 suits him down to the ground. It's 24 balls. He gets a run in, bowl fast, and just be aggressive. Um, so... Very yeah. exciting to get him in there. Um, Dan Christian. Dan Christian is in the squad. We've only been calling for yeah. it since, well, the beginning of the Big Bash, well, essentially. I think, I think he's replaced Steve Smith. They wanted an experienced guy. Um, or Glenn Maxwell, you'd imagine. Yeah, so like, it's still a very, very strong squad, and it's an opportunity for guys, fringe guys, to, uh, uh, to make their mark and put their hand up and potentially steal a, a World Cup spot. Um, I like Wes Agar. Yeah, Wes uh, Agar has bowled really well yeah, over the last couple of years in domestic cricket. Mm. Uh, um, I think it's a particularly brave move from um, the guys like Stoinis and the Richardsons to be going back to the IPL. Like, I can understand Maxwell going. Like, I don't, I don't like it, I think, Maxwell, considering that he's been harping on for a long time about... Um, yeah, earning a baggy green, but I suppose that the flip side of that is cricket Australia really has stuffed him around mm. with that. So is there a little bit of, um, well, you guys haven't really scratched my back. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to go and do this. But so, but either way, Glenn Maxwell will walk into our World Cup side. It's yeah. debatable whether or not he should be captaining the side. He is definitely one of those guys who will. You know, rain, hail, or shine, we'll be playing in our World Cup side. But I think that the two things that Australia has got lots of at the moment is fast bowlers. Yeah. And uh, we've got um, bowling all rounds. I actually submitted an article to the raw.com.au uh, um, detailing exactly this. Um, so I'm glad that we actually got to bring this up on this episode of the podcast. I helped. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just find it really, really confusing because Aaron Finch has come out and basically said that um, he finds it really hard to justify why these players would be taking time away from Australia to go and play in the IPL with, considering not a World Cup coming and that it's very realistic that players that have 
um, given their spots away in the Australian side, may not get them back. Hmm. So the players that are there front and centre playing for Australia will be, looks like they'll be given first preference. And when you look at that, you know, especially, say, Stoinis, for example, we've got Dan Christian, we've got Moses Enriquez, we've got Mitchell Marsh currently in the squad. Yeah. I can't imagine they're taking too many pace bowling all-rounders mm. to the UAE for a World Cup. Um, yeah. Stoinis's big criticism in the past has been that they see him as a top-order batsman and Australia is flush full of top-order batsmen, so their all-rounder is likely going to bat in the middle order. You would yeah. think that this would be a fantastic opportunity for him to get himself set up in the middle order, show to Justin Langer he can play that finisher role and and do well batting at five, six, seven, wherever it may be. Yeah. But instead he's gone to the IPL and he's giving guys like Christian, Marsh and Enriquez a chance to really apply their wares. And I think Christian out of all of them is the most suited to playing that late order hitting role. He's... Yeah. Does he does that all the time for just, just swing from the, the first, first ball. ball, and I think he's probably the most dynamic bowler out of the ones there. Will do a job, so I think he offers you more with the ball. Yeah. And while he's probably not the most talented batsman out of a lot of them, he's probably the one that's most suited to play at five or six. Yeah. So I think it's a, a really big risk from Stoinis to go out and play in the IPL, knowing that this is probably it's a hotly contested spot. And it's one that doesn't... Like, he's been left out of T20 tours before because the selectors have said, we have too many openers and we see Marcus Stoinis as an opener. That was the yeah. year that he led the Big Bash in runs. Didn't end up making the the T20 squad because they already had uh, Darcy Short and Finch and Warner and a host of other players were all batting at the top yeah. of the order. I, I think that's a little bit harsh, though, because <laughs> if, if you've got Stoinis in a franchise context within the BBL, you're not going to put him in your middle order. Like, no, your coach is not going to go, well, that's well, we've got Stoinis, um, but because he wants to be selected for Australia, we're only going to bat him at five. Yeah, like, but no going to do that. But Australia's taken the point that um, we don't see him fitting in as a middle order specialist because all of his batting is suited, and it is. The, the, the selectors are right. Stoinis is a guy that likes to, he doesn't rotate the strike particularly well. He's a guy that likes mm. to occupy the crease, and when he's in form, he'll he'll make the difference up by hitting lots of boundaries, but he's not typically a guy that, you know, is is quick to action when yeah. you really need it. Unless they're bowling in the slot, he's not really a guy that gets going quickly. He likes so, to get himself like in. At what point does he get to practice doing that? Though? Like if, if that's well, that's what I mean. If he was coming in to play for this tour, he more like, no, you got to think that Warner, well, they'll, they'll, they'll play Finch at the top. They'll probably play Wade at the top, I'd imagine. I imagine Smith would have been playing at, at three, but they'll change that around. But yeah. Stoinis likely would have slotted into, similar to the uh, New Zealand series, would have slotted somewhere in the middle order. And this would have been a really good opportunity for him to to make his mark and show that he can play that middle order role, which is a role that Australia has been lacking in in a lot of form, in both the one-day international and T20 formats, is a middle order finisher. Like, I don't really think we've had one mm. probably since Hussey retired, really, a consistent one that's done the job. I mean, James Faulkner got that role for a little while, but yeah, it's typically been Maxwell has been that guy, but they... In the T20s, they like to use Maxwell at four and give him as much time at the crease as they can to really get into an innings and explode at the end. Whereas if you're looking at sort of coming in at the 15th, 16th, 17th over and you just need a guy to go out and just go bang from ball one, Mm. 
Mm. It's not really Stoinis's game. So I find it surprising that Stoinis would pass up an opportunity to perform that role in front of Justin Langer. And by the same token, we've got a plethora of fast bowlers available. And while the, the Richardsons are very talented, both Jai and Kane have had success at international level, I don't think they're that much better than guys like um, you know, Josh Hazelwood, uh, Berendorf, for example. Mm. Um, you, know, you know that Stark and Cummins will, will be the spearheads of our pace attack. Yeah, and you got to think playing in the UAE, we're probably only going to we're only going to carry one more, and we'll have a seam bowling all rounder. So that'll be four quicks there. So that really all these other guys, Hazelwood, Berendorf, Ty, the both the Richardsons, Wes Agar, Riley Meredith, um, yeah. they're all playing for maybe two spots. They probably take a reserve quick, maybe two. Um, so that's three spots. There are three potential quick bowling spots up for grabs, and the two guys that haven't really, like they're good, don't get me wrong, but are we really going to say that Kane Richardson is clearly better than Josh Hazelwood? Mm. Um, is Jai Richardson clearly better than Josh Hazelwood or Jason Berendorf? Like these guys are all sort of in a an uncomfortably close bracket in terms of their, it's not like Pat Cummins or Mitchell Stark that you go, well, they're clearly going to make the side. They're all guys that have, you know, they've been rotated in and out and all that. So if they're going to be giving preference to the guys who are on tour, then you've got to think that Hazelwood and I'd say Berendorf would probably be mm. in the box seat. Maybe Andrew Ty. Yeah. And then, you know, while Jai Richardson here was performing fairly well in the um Yeah. In the IPL, if they're giving preference to the to performing in the green and gold, they could be walking themselves out of a a T twenty T twenty World Cup berth. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's the risk you take, I suppose. And if they do end up dubbing themselves out of that, um, well, they don't really have anyone else to blame but themselves. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, like, what other what other sport is there where you know Australia comes knocking and you kind of just go, well, you know. Want to play for these guys instead? I mean, there is actually a couple. <laughs> um, there's soccer, um, where you know the international players have not necessarily made themselves available until a World Cup final. I don't think some sometimes. I think sometimes they are available in the important qualifiers to get us through as well. But yeah, a lot of the times they take club over country. Mm. And, and this is a path that's um, with, well, I encourage everyone to have a look. You know, we love sharing, sharing the love here at Two Sleeps in the Gully. So we're, we're getting into the habit of, of writing stories um, for publications as well. So check out the raw, all one word, .com.au. Um, we've got a profile there, Two Sleeps in the Gully. We've actually published an article very much talking about this is, um, you know, going down this slippery slope of players deciding to go with, franchise cricket overplaying for their country and the, the, the benefits and the, the risks involved in that. And, yeah, and very much you have the risk then of players deciding what tournaments or what games for Australia or for any country really are, are the important ones. So they're picking and choosing where they're going to play. Well, wasn't 
Which, Wasn't Shane Bond ruled out of uh, selection for this kind of thing as well? Shane Bond, he they I think it was an offshoot Indian cricket league. Yeah, it was the a ICL. It was yeah, it was the ICL, which wasn't sanctioned by the ICC. So I think they basically just said that if you go and play for this, then you're gone. You're done. That's it. You're ineligible to play for like the Rebel Tours sort of thing. Um, so not exactly the same. He didn't sort of tell New Zealand, I'm not playing for you anymore. He just went and played in this thing and then got, and got punished for it. Right. Um, but yeah, looking down, like we've got, to, we've got to say at the moment that T20 cricket, the pinnacle of T20 cricket isn't playing for your country, which no. is sad, which, is, which is, goes against everything that cricket's been for such a long time. It's always been, yeah. you want to get to the, the, the best quality cricket has always been representing a nation but with yeah. the, the emergence of the IPL and the PSL and the Big Bash and the T20 Blast and all these fr- and the Caribbean Premier League it's yeah. now the, the pinnacle of playing T20 as a format would be the IPL it, it just doesn't seem right um, you know like the pinnacle you've realized your dream when you you know you've grown up in Australia and you go and play for the Calcutta night riders, like, yeah, or the Mumbai what, Indians. What's what's Calcutta to you? It's you know, do you know the local butcher down there? No, you don't. Does <laughs> the person who cuts your hair? I don't know. Has he been doing it for years? <laughs> like, like no one's getting getting emotional about the landscape of Calcutta when they were brought up in Australia. Yeah. And I suppose the big risk is, like, we're not overly massive fans of T20 as a format. So I think we, we could both agree that yeah. we probably wouldn't mind if T20 as a format was like that, whereas you just sort of play some, a couple of qualifiers, maybe a few friendlies at the international level, but really it was just a franchise system similar to, to soccer with the EPL yeah. and the La Liga and the Bundesliga and all those international high quality very uber rich leagues is where you saw the best the best soccer the yeah. same with this franchise cricket is where you see the best franchise cricket and then once every you know well four years or so you'll play a world cup and then you'll have a few qualifiers and mixed in there just to to keep things interesting at international level yeah the, the problem i've got with it is these guys are also turning down an opportunity to play one day international cricket by not coming on this tour mm. so it's not just compromising our T20 side, it's compromising our 50 over side, and that's for a long time been, you know, a very prestigious side. I mean, we've won five World Cups. Um, you can just sort of see, and it happened uh, earlier this year with uh, the original IPL that was originally slated that its dates clashed with the first test between England and New Zealand, and any players that were in the IPL wouldn't be eligible to play for the first test. They'd have to miss the first test. So it was actually mm. impeding on test cricket as well. So I just think it's a very slippery slope that uh, we're looking at where players are now... And, and it's what's really frustrating is it's players from England and Australia who are quite well off, let's face it. They're, yeah. they're, not, they're not sifting through the couch at the end of the week to try and find three bucks to head down to McDonald's no. at the end of the... Like, to we'll get, get them the through. the local butcher. Yeah. They're they're, com- they're well off. They're well looked after. Yeah. Um. So it just and they're paid quite handsomely by their employer, being the ECB or Cricket Australia, and they're still sort of going, "Nah, I'm not going to play these games for you, so I can go and play yeah. for someone else." It's like for for Smith and Cummins and and Warner, that's fair enough. That's that's basically like just going to our bosses and going, "Oh, yeah. I'm taking leave." Hmm. But you know, it's always it's. You never take leave to then go and work at another job. 
which yeah. is essentially what they're doing. So, yeah, um, well, and also our uh, our taxpayer money has uh, paid for them to be trained as well. Yeah, so that's um, like I'm sure that they've got scholarships along the way along their development, um, and our country and our coaches and our you know, our general system is responsible for a lot of their success. And then you... Playing for their country is what's um, endeared them to IPL scouts to go and get them there. So, yeah. you know, and, and and the boards have already said, all right, we'll get out of the IPL's way. It, it's a train that's not going to be stopped. Hmm. We're not going to bother trying to contest whether or not you have to choose. We're just going to get out of the way. And obviously this year COVID's intervened. But I think at that point, the players have got to go, well, they're kind of looking after us here. Yeah. They've taken a big chunk out of the schedule where they could be scheduling games to allow us to go off and play this, you know, muck around joke cricket, T20 cricket, you know, yeah. that's our own personal bias. They've gotten out of the way so we can we can play the IPL and earn lots and lots of money playing in India. So Australia gets nothing out of it. They're actually shortening their year that they can schedule games and, and earn money to allow yeah. players to go and earn their own money. But I think at some point the players are going to take some responsibility and go, right, well, it's not really Cricket Australia's fault that India had a massive COVID outbreak. Yeah. We might just have to wear this one and we might have to go back next year and not mm. – and because I've got games for Australia coming up. Yeah. And it's not like they're just nothing games. This is all gearing up for a World Cup. Yeah. Which is important. I think it's the one trophy that Australia hasn't won yet and we've – We've never really gotten the balance of our side right, and the fact that we've got that Australia's gone out of its way to organise so many games in a period where international travel is tricky. Yeah. To make sure that we've got a running start, because we didn't get this running start at the the twenty nineteen fifty over World Cup, and you've got to say that we probably missed the mark on the balance of our side. We picked Coulter Nile as our third quick. Um, didn't get enough impact with the new ball. We got well. We had Cummins and Stark. Didn't have enough impacts coming in afterwards. Brought in Berendorf to be the other opening bowler to allow Cummins to bowl those middle overs. So yeah. we, were, we were tinkering with our side throughout a World Cup, which is absurd for an Australian side. Mm. And it wasn't just rotating plays to give them a go. We yeah. actually needed to make a significant change because we weren't getting the results we needed. And so we've actually made the effort, giving warm up games. And there are, there are glaring inconsistencies with our side. Finishing with the bat and finishing with the ball is something that we have struggled at in both limited overs formats for a number of years now. Yeah. And it just it it just mm. smacks of being inconsiderate that four of four or five of our key players would rule themselves ineligible to go play cricket somewhere else. Yeah. You don't get to try out those roles. Like they're not gonna get picked from from IPL. Well, and Especially, I mean, you're fitting into the other structure of the side. They've got their own interests. They're not going to say... Oh, yeah, well, you, Stoinis isn't going to go in and go, oh, look, I know you've got me scheduled to bat at, at four, but could you bat me at six and use me as a finisher because I really yeah. need to rehearse for the World Cup? They're going to go, <laughs> no, we've got we've got such and such who's our finisher. He's the yeah. one that comes in at five and six and blasts stuff. You're the guy that occupies the crease, yeah, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And, yeah, it's just uh, 
And don't get me wrong, the IPL, if you're looking for individual preparation, there is nothing better than playing in the IPL. It is a, yeah, it is I mean, a brilliant the, tournament filled with the That's the, the counter-argument. You're playing the best of the best. But at the, the same, best players that money can buy, that's the concept. But at this point in the thing, I think team preparation probably trumps individual preparation. I think we all know what the Australian players can do. Yeah. There's not too many of them that really need to refine their game too much. Like obviously playing will, will in the IPL will help. But I think it'd probably be more beneficial for Australia to set itself up in a structure that works. Mm. If we had a structure that we knew like hand on heart was going to work, this is how the teams run, it, just, it picks itself, go for it. Go play the IPL and yeah. we'll just tinker with some new young guns coming in after the fact so we can future-proof the side. But we're not there yet. We're not like the the 2000s Australian one-day side where we just knew yeah. how it all worked and it didn't matter. We just we had the guy, we had Gilchrist and War up top. Oh, even, even then, we, we prepared for World Cups a long time before. Like I, I remember there was a player named... Brent Dory or something. Brent Dory, yeah. Brent Dory, who wouldn't have got a run otherwise, but they were just like, I wonder if this guy can bowl the middle overs. Yeah, we we tinkered um, with yeah. things, but we knew we had a we knew was, what our best side was. Like this was three years before yeah. the next World Cup. They were just like, oh yeah, we're World Cup preparations. This random guy's going to come in and bowl. Yeah, <laughs> but that was the one thing with the Australian One Day International side. You know, through that period where we were winning everything, is we knew what our best side was. We could afford then to rotate players in and out and give guys a go because we knew because we knew one to eleven. We knew how we knew how it was going to work, and we can't say that about our T Twenty side at the moment. We don't know yeah. what the best iteration of our T Twenty side is. So yeah, it's a little bit um, uh, unfortunate that these players have have gone to the IPL and it's hamstrung Justin Langer a little bit because I think all things considered, Stoyness and both Richardsons probably would make our final squad. Yeah. Um, but I think at some point you've also got to reward the guys that aren't. Like Mitchell Stark, you've got to imagine, probably would have been a hot commodity in the IPL. You know, Hazelwood's come on a little bit. You know, there are players that, you know, Philippi's a guy that's been promising. Like these guys haven't gone and sought out IPL contracts. They've, yeah. they've stuck with the Australian side. Um, but that means that these guys have now got an avenue to come in, which means that we're only improving our depth. And I suppose from there... Uh, we can uh, we can postulate if we were Justin Langer what our what our best side would be moving forward. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think the uh, IPL guys get a look in unless we had a a very high need for them. At this point, the only one that I'd probably take would be Jai Richardson. Yeah, he's a guy that I think would probably make my World Cup squad. But knowing him, he'll probably get injured while he's yeah. over there. <laughs> um, but as it stands at the moment, and Maxwell, obviously, Maxwell walks into the side. But out of the Stoyness and the Richardsons of the guys, I don't think I'd, with the current, depending obviously on on the outcomes of these games, I wouldn't take um, Kane or Marcus Stoyness to the World Cup. Mm. I would um, be taking Jai Richardson, I think. Yeah. As one of my, I don't think he'd start. He'd be one of my reserve quicks. He's a he's a talented bowler. He's a guy that almost is in that bracket where you would take him, but he's not quite there just yet. Mm. So, um, and I think, just uh, my personal opinion, that the injury to Steve Smith might actually be a, a slight blessing in disguise, um, because then because when you look at it, um, our wicketkeeper Philippi Wade McDermott. 
the guys that are all potentially going to wear the gloves. Carey, I mean, see, they're all guys that typically have had success at the top of the order. Whereas if Smith was playing, our ideal lineup would be Warner, Finch, Smith, yeah. Maxwell. And then you're asking wicketkeepers that have done their best work at the top of the order to bat down in the lower order. So I think with the injury to, to Smith, it'll allow an extra spot at the top where you could then pick a Phillippe, pick a Carey, pick a Wade, yeah. and they could be your keeper at the top of the order, mm. which which frees things up. So um, looking at the squad, for these T20 games, the ones we've got to go into the West Indies, who would you be looking at to, if you were going to make an 11 out of the players there for game one? Mm. Hang on. I've gone to the West Indies squad there. Here we are. <laughs> well, you have to play Finch. <laughs> Yeah, so Finch would be at the top. I'm still dirty because he, he was horrible in, IB, in uh, BBL. And I thought I'd gone really well and picked him up cheap. I think a lot of people made that mistake. <laughs> Aaron Finch for 60k. Where do I stop? Oh, God. He ran himself out for two. Yeah, you'd probably go ahead and, and open up with Wade as well. Um, Will you take the gloves for you? Will you pick not, him necessarily, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, who's your number three there? Um, well, I would think looking at that, if you're going to open with Finch and Wade, your obvious yeah. choices then moving forward would be Philippi or Carey. I think it'd be a good choice to have it at three and four. At three, well, not necessarily be three and four. I think I want to like you know, Philippi is young and exciting. Either or, either yeah. or. Yeah, doesn't mean that they don't make it later on in the squad, but I think one of them, Carey, is the guy that's shown that he's quite prolific when he. Combat at the crease for a long time. You get left-right combination. Yeah. Um, Actually, you kind of have to go one and the other, and then one's going to have to field, unless you want to take Mitchell Marsh batting at four. Well, to me, I would take, if it was me, I would take Finch and Wade, and then I would take Carey and and uh, Enriquez, left-right combination oh, right, or the top go. four. Yeah. Yeah, um, sorry, I missed Enriquez there. Yeah. And then from there, I'd probably have uh, Dan Christian. Yeah. Probably Ashton Agar. Then looking at that, what do we got? Probably we'd take Stark, Ty, Zampa, Swepson. That's, that's a tail starting it. Seven, though. Well, Agar is a... They consider Agar an all-rounder. Yeah, but he's at six, isn't he, in that side? Just, yeah, you know. I suppose. Depending on how many bowlers you want to take as well, I suppose. Um, yeah. I, I reckon you'd probably want to take... I suppose that Agar is handy enough. You'd take Zampa and Agar as your, your spinners. Yeah. So you probably then you probably then try to fit maybe a Ben McDermott. It's a difficult slot, isn't it, that number seven? <laughs> um because you feel like you're not going to get a real go. Um, yeah, it's sort of it's trying to yeah. figure out whether how deep you want to bat. So looking yeah. at it, so we'll go from the top again. You go Finch, Wade. I'd take Carey and you, Enriquez. You, you might even just leave Dan Christian as a as a floating batsman who, who floats up or floats up floats down depending on the situation in the game. Um, McDermott five, Christian at six, Agar at seven. Uh, then you'd go Stark. Uh, probably 
Ty, Meredith, and Zamba would be your 11. Yeah. You got finger spin, you got wrist spin, you got pace. Um, and that leaves, you know, you could go a number of ways about it. You could bring in Mitchell Marsh for a uh, um, for someone. You could bring in Swepson, so you could go with three three spinners and then go with two all rounders and two quicks. Yeah. So there's a little bit of flexibility there. But I think looking at that, but that's going to be your call. Oh, actually no, sorry, I can't believe I missed that. I would have um, Berendorf instead of Meredith for game one. Okay, I'd go Stark, Berendorf, um, Ty. Would, would you have Stark right now? Yes. Because he, he is so off the boil. That's right? why That's why I'd have him. So for us to win the World Cup, we need Mitchell Stark to play like Mitchell Stark. So yeah. I'd be like, what's the point of these warm-up games not to get him into a bit of form? So I would certainly be starting the series with Stark. There's five yeah. games. If he's not getting it right, you know, pull the pin after three and then you give someone else a bit of a go and yeah. Stark can go away. We've got a tour of Bangladesh coming up as well. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you've got to be letting Stark play as much cricket as he can. Uh, at what point do you sort of go, well, maybe he's not coming back? Because <laughs> I've got to say, I, I just haven't seen it from him well, for we, a while. We can't, we can't make that assumption without letting him play. I mean, he's had some yeah. time off now. He, whatever niggles he had, he's hopefully gotten better from. He's cleared his head. Yeah. Like we talked about, he had a rough summer. His father passed away. So... Yeah. You know, he's had some time off. He's had you know, some time away from the game. And and we need Mitchell Stark to be playing like Mitchell Stark to win the World Cup. So you need to give him every chance to get to find some form. Yeah. Um, I suppose we should uh, not be so green and gold-eyed. We should have a talk about the uh, the West Indies because while they've, strong. while they've been a, a disappointing team at test level, this has actually been a format that they have been consistently um, yeah. one of the best at. Yeah, we all remember that... Uh... Carlos Braithwaite uh, finish. Well, that's the second T20 World Cup they've won, hasn't it? I think yeah, they've won another one. They have done a couple. I, I remember they, they beat us a couple of times. So they've actually got quite a strong side. So Kieran Pollard is the captain, and Nicholas Poran, who had a, a very exciting BBL, is the vice captain. Yeah. Um, Fabian Allen, Dwayne Bravo, um, yeah, he's been around forever doing great things in the format. <laughs> uh, Sheldon Cottrell, Fidel Edwards is coming back. He's <laughs> like 400 he's years just, old. He's now. just got to get through four overs, man. Uh, Andre Fletcher. Yeah. Um, Chris Gale, Shimron Heitmeyer, Jason Holder, Akil Hassan, Evan Lewis, Obed McCoy, Andre Russell, Lendl Simmons, Kevin Sinclair, O'Shane Thomas, and Hayden Walsh Jr. So that's a yeah. fairly strong squad. Um, there are some sort of guys towards the, the back end of their career here, so they, they look like they're gearing up for a real big tilt of the final, send um, yeah. so guys like Bravo and Gale and Fidel Edwards, and even Kieran Pollard's not a young man anymore, so there's got a lot of experience no. there. Yeah. Um, we've all seen the They're dam- playing to win, they're not playing to develop here. Yeah. <laughs> we've all seen the damage that Andre Russell can do at the T20 format. He's been a star performer at the Big Bash, he's been a star performer for the West Indies, he's been a star performer in the IPL. Yeah, uh, a star performer in the Caribbean Premier League. Um, yeah, like there's a yeah. lot there. There's some brutal pace. O'Shane Thomas is a guy that looked yeah. like he's, you know, a really aggressive bowler. Same with Sheldon Cottrell. They've got guys like Dwayne Bravo, who you know, and Jason Holder, who have They've been there and done that. And then, you know, quality all rounders. This is a side that's gonna. I reckon it's gonna give us a, a, a real, real there run is, for our money. Not there only, is no big Carlos though. I just thought of that. 
Well, they've, they're carrying a lot of all-rounders. So you've got yeah. Andre Russell, you've got Holder, you've got uh, Dwayne yeah. Bravo. So they probably don't really have the room to carry Brathwaite. They seem to have a very uh, compartmentalised squad. There's only one person in that squad who plays all three formats for them, and it's uh, Jason Holder. I think Shimron Hetmeyer when he's healthy, will play all three formats. I think mm, he's played... That's true, yeah. I've seen him in the test format. Um, so yeah. I, I'm really excited. I want the universe boss to yeah. really have a strong finish to 2021. I'd yeah. love to see... If it's not Australia, I'd love to see the West Indies take it out. Yeah, yeah, true. They've got Andre Fletcher, the Spice Man. Oh, the Spice Man. I, you must be excited to hear that every five minutes. <laughs> I don't think they'll mention it. <laughs> Oh, what, they're not sending Howie on commentary? <laughs> well, I haven't looked at the uh, commentary selection team. Uh, um, well, that's actually something that I was going to bring up a little bit later on. So, concerningly, there is no way of watching the game presently for an Australian broadcaster. I know the West Indies have televised a lot of their games on their YouTube channel. Right. So, I'm hoping that is still the case. or Either that or that um, Fox Cricket organises a last-minute deal to broadcast it on... KO and Fox Sports over here because... All oh, right, be, so you, you won't be able to couch it. Oh, well, I will be able yeah. to couch it. It's just, on their YouTube Just channel. follow it through Quick Info. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is that good at text that I don't even need a picture. He's, just, gonna, he's just hammering away at I've the just, keyboard. I've just teed up a guy to get his iPhone out and stand yeah. at one end and hold it up for You're the whole game. going to do the, the rock bottom style. He's going <laughs> to draw it in MS Paint. <laughs> 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 uh, we don't illustrate the games live anymore. It's a terrible strain on the artist's wrists. That's the third time that's come up. <laughs> um, yeah, there's plenty. Like this is a really dangerous side. I mean, we, we've seen the damage that um, Russell can do towards the end of an innings. Lendl Simmons is a strong uh, stroke player as well. Yeah, they've got dangerous hitting up top with Evan Lewis um, and and Chris Gale and Nicholas Poran and Kieran Pollard. Like these are guys that can find the boundary. I yeah, I, I'm not sure about if there's a guy that can run the length of an innings. Yeah, um, yeah similar to a Steve, Steve Smith, Joe Root, Kane Williamson, but well, they the have game. lots and lots of hitting. You would have thought that maybe for that kind of role, they would have considered Shy Hope. Well, I think Shy. Well, Shy Hope is slow for one day international standards. I don't think yeah. he could probably quite has the ability to play this role. He's not usually mm. utilised in T20s. Yeah. Even by the, like today's standard, Shy Hope is a turtle at one-day cricket. He strikes at about 80 or 75 or something. Yeah. So, and You're it, right. They, they are lacking that uh, kind of glue. But, they, but looking at that, they've just got heaps of hitters. So I'm thinking they're, they're backing themselves that they've got enough guys yeah. that can find the boundary that... Yeah, One or two of them will pay off and it'll be enough to get them to, it's, a, to it's a total. It's the kind of side that could make 250 in 20 overs and they could also make 50. <laughs> um, I would say that the hitting is quality. I imagine yeah. that we, we'll be looking down the barrel of 200 most games more than we'll be looking down so the barrel of 90. The, yeah, the amount of clean hits that you've seen from Nicholas, like... It's spectacular, some of those hits. Oh, yeah. The like, timing that he, with which he... The oh, noise that, um, yeah. that he made. He's, he's, got that, he's got that Brian Lara backlift. It's great to watch, especially, especially if he's in your BBL um, fantasy side. He is a player who I would love to, like, 
bite the bullet and go and play county cricket for a couple of years and really work on because yeah. he's a guy that could be massive for mm. the um, the West Indian test side. Like he's a guy that has got all the tools of the trade. Yeah. Like he doesn't look like a hack. He looks like he's just a clean striker of the ball. Very impressed with um, how Nicholas Poram played yeah. in patches in Australia. Looked like he's got talent he, for he days. He get a test run for him. Uh, I, I haven't seen him there recently, but I haven't followed yeah. the Windies test sides yeah. super closely um, no. over a long period of time. But I haven't but seen, recall seeing him yeah. there for – well, he wasn't there for the um, Tour to England. I don't think he was there for the Bangladesh yeah. one either we talked about in the last no. episode with Kyle Myers. I, I like the uh, move to make him vice-captain as well. It's kind of like – Yep. Future-proofing okay. aside. Yeah. Because exactly, there's a lot of experience there, and with experience, obviously, means that you're getting towards the uh, well, I mean, of their careers. They've got guys who've captained that side before. Chris Gale. Uh, you've got Jason Holder. Bravo. Bravo would have been captain at some point, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, this is a very talented West Indies squad. I'm looking yeah. forward to, to these games, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, being televised here. Yeah. You'll definitely have an audience of two at least. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yes, so that's all very, very exciting. Um, Looking forward to that um, and looking forward. So let's go predictions from there. So um, who would you select? We're talking World Cup now, assuming that performances happen. um, Who are you taking out of that squad to the World Cup? Like from, from the Australian, from the Australian one, because we don't know enough about the Windies players, probably. Um, well, who who are the who do you think other than the obvious choices? I think most people are pretty sure. You know, guys like you know Cummins and Stark and and Warner and Finch and Maxwell; those yeah. guys are all going to come back in. Um, who am I going to leave out? Who are you? Or just who? Are you taking Matthew Way to the World Cup at this point? You've got some. You've got Carey, you've got uh, Philippi, yeah. you've got Wade, who are all those um, wicketkeeper batsmen. I suppose you probably can't take them all. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Josh Philippi would have to score a lot of runs. I'm thinking that it's more likely that you're looking at Matthew Wade or Alex Carey, or one of those would be going. Because you imagine yeah. World Cup, we'll have Warner and Finch at the top. And then I think you'll probably play your wicketkeeper, so it'll probably be Wade or Carey then plays at three. Yeah. So I would think that Wade's probably got the, his nose in front at the moment. He's played some excellent short-fall cricket for Australia. Yeah. Uh, 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 in the short term, like fairly recently. Um, but Alex Carey is a former vice-captain, so I think maybe they both make the squad, but I don't think they both make the starting 11 for a World Cup. Yeah. Uh, I suppose the other big question is all-rounders. Um, you got Enriquez, you got Stoinis, you've got uh, Mitch Marsh, you've got Dan Christian. So you've probably got four. I'd say probably you've got enough room to take two. Right. Uh, I think I'm going to take uh, Christian and I'm going to take Marsh, I'd say. I'd, uh, I'd take Christian and Enriquez yeah. would be the ones that I'd, I'd take. Um, but... Only just in front of Mitch Marsh. Mitch Marsh looks like he's um, coming back pretty well. I'm just a big fan of Moses Enriquez. I, I can't really see a, a negative argument for taking Mitchell Marsh. He is 
Um, a pretty good exponent of these formats. So I like Moses too, but if I can only take two, I'm going to take Dan and I'm going to take Marsh as yeah. well, just to be argumentative. I'm, I'm starting. I'm putting Dan in the starting 11. I think he's going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I suppose your quicks, if we're going to say, what, four, four quick bowlers? Five quick bowlers are your five quicks that you take? Five quicks. Um... Stark, Hazelwood does a lot better at short form than you'd expect him to, so I'd probably take him. I've never been a huge fan of Andrew Ty, but he's gotten a lot better since he's uh, started bowling at a bit of pace so that he's got more variety between his fastballs and his slow balls, so I think he's getting better. So I guess you've got to take him. Um... I just don't. I don't think Riley Meredith's quite ready to go. Um, can I take Nathan Ellis? <laughs> <laughs> You've also got to fit Pat Cummins into that list as well. Yeah. So, I'd, well, obviously he's in. Um, so Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, Ty, Ty, and probably Berendorf. Yeah, I like Berendorf. I'd probably be taking that. Oh, It'd be a coin flip for me. Uh, if Jason yeah. Berendorf has an amazing winter tour, yeah. I'd go with him. But I'd probably, I think at this point, I'd probably still go with Jai Richardson, despite the fact he's right. not playing for the Australian side. Um, if Jason Berendorf looks amazing, swings the ball, takes a stack of wickets, yeah, um, I'd give him the nod as a bit of, you know, thanks for sticking by us and not leaving for the IPL, but... Jai Richardson is a is an amazing talent. So yeah. um, I think we'll be we depending on how his IPL goes, we potentially yeah. be shooting ourselves in the foot. Just and with, dis- with Riley Meredith, it just t- depends on how much Shane Warne jumps up and down. Uh, I can't <laughs> see I can't see Riley Meredith making a World Cup squad. No, yeah. like he's like he like we've talked about it a lot. He's promising. He's got everything you could want in a fast bowler. He's tall. He's quick. He's he's got that mean streak in him. Um, you know, he but, bowls a good bouncer, yeah. he bowls a good Yorker. Like, he's everything that you want. He's mm-hmm. just not as good as some of the other guys that are already but, there. Yeah. But you've got to think. But he's also young. Yeah. He's going to get better. He's there. Are no, there's no reason why we shouldn't be seeing Riley Meredith in the running to play all yeah. three formats well, for Australia in the next five years. You kind of you kind of put yourself in the scenario. The opposition needs 30 off 12, and they've got wickets in hand. Um, do you give the ball to Riley Meredith? You don't. Well, it depends on how Riley Meredith's been playing in that game. How many wickets in hand as well? Um, <laughs> like, Meredith's played some phenomenal spells in, in T20 cricket. Yeah. Um, so, but it would depend on how, how he's been playing. And that's the thing. You can't – Riley Meredith isn't a known commodity. Yeah. Riley Meredith would come up and he could take three for nothing and look like, yeah. why isn't he playing every single game for Australia? Yeah. Or he could go for 12 runs and over and look yeah. like a complete Muppet. So, or, you know, that scenario could finish in one over so, um, instead of two. So, yeah, and that's just the thing. And Riley Meredith will get better. He's like He's got all the tools to be a fantastic bowler. He will get there. He's just not quite there yet. Mm. Um, and I'd love for him to, be, to prove that he's got that gear and actually start being really consistent for Tasmania before we yeah. start getting so you reckon, the shark. you reckon he gets a run, like, if we go up, Two nil in that series. Oh, he'll. Oh, yeah. I reckon he'll get more. I reckon he'll get quite a run in in this series. Yeah. Um, 
I wouldn't surprise me if he started most games. Um, to be to be honest, but I just, just to look at him, just to look at him. Yeah, I mean, we know like Berendorf's been around for a while. You know, Stark. I think Stark and 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 Riley Meredith. I think will bowl the most overs yeah. out of the Australian quicks heading into this year and yeah. coming out of this series. They'll be the guys that'll get and, and a, quite mile. a bit of run. Um, Andrew Ty is a guy as well. You sort of know what you're getting, uh, but Ty has found himself pretty hittable when he gets to to that next level up. So it'll yeah. be, um, yeah, he'll probably bowl a lot too. I want to look at him because he is that sort of change. We've got a lot of guys that just bang it in and bowl really fast, but he's sort of that wily bowler. Mm. He's just not as wily as he thinks he is once he gets to international level. So, yeah, I think um, he tries too much sometimes. He'll be a guy that they'll, um, they'll definitely keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm super excited. There'll be cricket with Australia coming up soon. We'll be eagerly watching um and it's all leading up to a world cup um so what are your thoughts on this do you have any thoughts on who on the side who should make the squad what do you think about the players that have turned their backs on australia for a paycheck yeah leading up to this and then expect to be you should be outraged you should be outraged get, get really on the shouldn't. soapbox <laughs> do you, you know we're understanding that the ipl is the pinnacle of t20 cricket and that's the best individual preparation what are your thoughts out there? Do you think that it's justified for these guys to be saying, ah, oh, no, nah, we're not going to play for you for this tour to the West Indies. We're off to go and make a bit of dosh before the World Cup. Or, or do you think that um, when Australia comes calling, that that should be it? You should be um, putting those other concerns aside. And if you miss out on the back end of the IPL, then so be it. We'd love to hear from you all. Um, have a look around. We've got our links up everywhere. So we've got our YouTube channel. We've got, obviously, the podcast. Uh, we've got a Facebook page, we've got Twitter, and we've, uh, like we said, we've started publishing stories on theraw.com.au. So if you'd like to poke your head in there and have a look at what we've got up, we've had a bit of a, well, we've had a bit of a story about the issues around the players leaving to go and play franchise cricket, and we've also put up, you know, like we normally do on Two Slips in the Gully, we've got one up about our uh, 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 an all-time Test Eleven. So you know yeah. how much we love making an eleven here at Two Slips in the Gully. Mm -hmm. um, that'll do us for this episode. Cool. Thanks for coming, Glenn. No worries. <laughs> see you guys next time. Hopefully we'll see Gary next time. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye out. Enjoy the cricket, guys, and uh, bye for now. Bye. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.